that picture changed like my concept of people. If I could even explain that. I got my image back because when I was seven, my image was taken and they used me and they distorted everything in my mind. It's like a, I got to re-fix something and with your help. And it was all about the trust. And I'm very thankful. Welcome to The Fringe. So a few months back, we got a call from Sister Kate, and she told us that the Weed Nuns were going to be in the LA area and that we should meet them over at Generation 8 Tattoo in Hollywood. A bunch of the sisters decided to get matching weed leaf tattoos, like the one on Sister Kate's lower back. Hi, Sean, John. Glad you can make it. All right, sisters, go in and see Eve and start filling out paperwork. And Let's get this show on the road. It's not as painful as I thought. It's so good! I know! I'm so enthused! I like this. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yours is really pretty. I'm getting so many more tattoos. (laughs) Oh my god. So I came out of the tattoo shop and uh, ran into a bunch of the nuns that were just kind of hanging out on the sidewalk and uh, started chatting with them, and one of them turned out to be Sister Star. What was your name again? I'm John. John. How many years again? Sister Star. Sister Star. How long have you been a sister? Um, it'll be, let's see, on 420, it'll be a year. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Sister Star, as it turns out, had a stroke about three years ago. She was 38 at the time, and her doctors started prescribing her all these medications to deal with her symptoms, but with the use of cannabis, was able to go off all of her medications, and now that's all she uses. I cry a lot with a stroke, and they offered me, like, medication to stop me from crying, and it was like I was have, I would have dry at mouth and all these, like, stomach problems. I'm like, I'm going to cry, man. I lost half my body. I can't feel half my body. I'm going to cry for however long I want, yeah. you know? Being an advocate for cannabis, I feel like I'm helping other people to get it because somebody's got to keep, you know, doing this to make it legal across the country and people can have medicine whenever they need it. You know, that's important. Thank you. Thank you. In the days after hanging out with them at the tattoo shop, we got to spend a little more time with the sisters. And in fact, we got to witness a full moon ceremony at their farm up in Merced. You'll hear a little bit more about that later in the episode. It wasn't until about a month after meeting her at the tattoo shop that I gave her a ring and we got to chat a little bit about her story. So as I've gotten to know Star better, I've realized that the stroke she had at 38 was far from the only traumatic thing that's happened to her. The real trauma of her life started when she was seven years old, being raised as a Jehovah's Witness. We want to give you a warning here. This story contains descriptions of abuse towards children. And while it's hard to listen to, it's an important part of understanding who Star is. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good, how's it going with you? It's good. Thanks for uh, being free to talk. Yeah. Thanks for wanting to hear my story. Yeah, of course. Yeah, since the last time I saw you, um, 
I went to the Capitol before I saw the sisters. I spoke a couple of times to, I think it was like eight different senators' offices. Mm-hmm. And it was like 15 minutes apart, and I had to like tell my story. And that was really um, intense. And out of that, uh, we got the bill authored. So the bill that Starr is talking about is SB 360, which, if passed, will require clergy members to report suspected child abuse or neglect, even if that's discovered through a conversation that's meant to be confidential, such as confession. This bill is particularly important to Starr because it ties into her personal story. I was trafficked by my grandfather and bought by another man. I was exploited at seven years old, and people made a lot of money off of me because I was beautiful and bright. So Star's mom got a phone call from this woman in the church, and the lady offered to take Star on a family vacation. But that's not exactly what happened. She picked me up and drugged me and left me to three three men in in the hotel room with me. One was filming, one was doing the lights, and one was the one that was physically doing things to me. During that time, um, the woman came in and, because like, I hadn't been, I hadn't had food for like, you know, 24 hours or something, 18 hours, and, um, and she gave me water. I thought it was water. She just drugged me again. And then she disappeared again. And then, the, you know, it just kept going. And then when she came back, after the guys left, um, she took me in and gave me a bath. And then as she was washing me, telling me that um, Jehovah doesn't like what just happened and that I need to forget about it and that if my parents ever knew, they'd be very disappointed in what I just did. She's like drying off my hair. She took the the towel around my face and looked at me and said, now smile. And I just smiled and that was it. I never talked about it. I didn't even comprehend it, you know? And I was told not to talk about it. It would disappoint everyone. But I'm not the only one, you know? There's so many other survivors out there that were used the way I was used. It's such a shameful thing to to know that there was a film made of me being essentially tortured and sexually abused and people bought it that it was out there you know but I'm not ashamed anymore it wasn't my fault it's different it still hurts it's still it's still shocking when I say when I say what they did do you think um, because your grandfather had the status that he did within that community that that maybe give him more of an ability to get away with stuff? I think my grandfather just did whatever he wanted. 
he was so well loved and respected in my family. He was the leader. I don't know much about the Jehovah's Witness community, but I wanted to know what Star thought about them and what their response was to her story coming to light. I think as being a fourth generation Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> um, they're scared to death because it's all, it is a mind control cult and it is so extremely abusive to children and their their childhoods it's it's beyond really comprehension of the the sadness and despair you you have growing up as a joe's witness it's 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 bad Mm -hmm. bad. and they need to you know go down they need to be exposed and they need to be exposed big time because what they are doing they don't have a child safe culture And that's huge. They need to um, change their ways or disappear. When you're not allowed to have one holiday and not even your own birthday and being told that the outside world is Satan's world and that the government is Satan's world, (laughs) um, you're not allowed to vote. You're not allowed to, (laughs) oh, you're you're basically not allowed to do anything. Star explained that there's this thing called the two-witness policy. It basically means that you need a second witness to your abuse or else they won't do anything about it. But while explaining that, she revealed that being trafficked by her grandfather wasn't the only time that a member of her family took advantage of her. The two-witness policy is if you are being raped by your stepdad and... um, you go to the elders, you're not allowed to go to police because that's Satan's world. You always report everything to the elder, the elders of the organization, the, the, the congregation, and um, they take note and you have to tell your story in front of your abuser. It's like going to court. In my case, when I went before the elders at 14 with my stepdad, um, I didn't have a second witness. I had my mother who had caught some stuff and uh, that wasn't enough. And he's out there still uh, being a good Jehovah's Witness. Hiding sex abuse is horrific. It needs to go away. And the only way it's going to actually go away is people that have gone through this stand up and talk about it and change laws. You know, we need to protect our children now. And I think that having my brain change, my stroke, really put me on my path to speak out, you know, and not not just hide and be in fear my whole life, you know, not be a victim. At the beginning of the episode, we mentioned visiting the Sisters of the Valley Farm for their full moon ceremony. It was during this trip that we had a very powerful interaction with Star. I will say that the picture mm-hmm. that Sean took mm-hmm. is is the most beautiful, like, me picture I've ever had of myself. So we're hanging out at the farm, and I saw this light coming through the window, and I showed it to John, and he agreed we should do a portrait. So he went and got a volunteer, and Star was the one that raised her hand. Is there a sister I could see for a photo? Somebody available? Yeah. Okay. 
So Sean is outside. He's trying to shoot in through the window. We're thinking someone's standing in the light. So keep going over. All right, try that, Sean. A little more forward and turn towards the window a little bit more. Let's try it. There's <laughs> smoke in the air. Do you see that? Oh, you should smoke a joint in there. That would be the best. Well, I'll, I'll bring you a joint. Yeah, it's really good. She has oh, one in her pocket. One? Oh my god. A good weed man never doesn't have a joint in their pocket. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Go put that out and yeah, find somewhere to sit down. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. We didn't realize the importance of these photos until this phone call. I can't even tell you like the freedom I have now because by letting Sean take that picture, knowing that you guys had um, power with image, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'm going to trust these men to do this and I'm going to use my medicine and I'm going to think about, you know, changing things and just be happy. And you, he got it. It's just beautiful. I need to tell him that. That picture changed like my concept of people. If I could even explain that, like trust, like all of a sudden I got home and I was like, wow. When my friend says they love me, I can really feel it. And it was really unbelievably um, real. It was real. I was like, wow, I'm feeling it for the first time. Like, I got my image back because when I was seven, my image was taken. And they used me and they distorted everything in my mind. It's like a, I got to re fix something and with your help and it was all about the trust and I'm very thankful. I've started to realize that there's this kind of common thread between all the the sisters. Almost everyone in the group has kind of overcome something that was really challenging and really was like a barrier in their life and it was through yeah overcoming that barrier that they became the person that they are and it kind of is like this common bond between all of you of you know like empowered women you know more than just about cbd or cannabis it, it seems to be about something more than that oh it's so much more the sisterhood is so um sacred it's so sacred it's a bunch of strong loving, humble women. They're trying to tell the truth and pr protect humanity and um, bring about the best medicine to heal our people. I know that my sisters are right next to me and we're, we're in this, this fight for, for humanity together. The Fringe is produced by John Dubois and myself, Sean Crawford. Our theme music is by Calvin Marcus. The outro song is Weed Sex TV by Problemas. On the next episode of The Fringe.
start and yes. ask you where yeah. we are? Um, we are at the Capitol, that's all I know. Okay, all right. see you up Going on floor. In. Going in. SB 360 requires clergy to report suspected child abuse or neglect. Thank you, Senator Hill. Do we have witnesses in support? My name is Star Paul. I'm an abuse survivor. My name is Candace Conti. I'm an My abuse name is survivor. Rivera. I'm Kathleen Conti. I'm, I'm an abuse survivor. Sexual abuse survivor. My name is Stephanie Carson. I am an abuse survivor within a religious organization. I am in strong support of SB 360. Join us next time, and thank you.